I'd like to welcome those that are joining us by the way of the internet. We thank God for your presence and all our services are pre-recorded and posted at the time that you would normally hear the message. And this will be Wednesday night's message. And we're so glad that you decided to tune in with us and listen to the message. And if you'd like to find your place in Acts chapter 24, Acts chapter 24 and kind of an unusual subject or a person to preach about in the new year. I've never, in all my years of preaching, I've never preached on this person. And I've preached from this passage, but not on this person. And I've never heard a message. And I'm sure someone has preached uh, on this subject and on using this person as a, I guess, as the... Uh, the uh, not not definitely not a hero. We're, we're going to look at someone we don't want to be like, but uh, as the not the I guess would you say the one that was uh, right there at the front or the forefront of the story. And uh, the title of the message is "Don't Be a Tertullus in 2024." And this is an odd character right here that we can learn from. And uh, we can learn about him and see things we don't want to be in this coming year and the, or in the year that we're in right now, 2024. And we're at the start of a new year and God's going to give us many opportunities to, to live for him and do right. But there's definitely some characters in the Bible that God put there. And as I was praying and reading over this chapter and, and uh, I, I was really focusing on Paul and uh, but God said, well, what about this fella that I put in here? I didn't put him in there for no reason at all. And I began to ask God to help me with this passage. I trust it'll be an encouragement to you to just live for the Lord in 2024. And let's be a Paul. Let's not be a Tertullus. And uh, he, he, he really, he, he's not someone you want to emulate at all. Acts chapter 24 in verse 1, it says, And after five days, Ananias, the high priest, descended with the elders and with a certain orator named Tertullus, who informed the governor against Paul. And when he was called forth, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Seeing that by thee we enjoy great quietness, and that very worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy providence. We accept it always and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness. Let's look for a few minutes. Let's look at who we shouldn't be like in 2024. And then with the help of God uh, in this same passage, we're going to look at someone who we should be like in this year. Don't be a Tertullus in 2024. The first thing that we see here about Tertullus is his association. We see right from the start that he was with the wrong crowd. Oh, he was hanging out with a religious crowd, but he was not in it for their religion. He chose the wrong side. If you look at this crowd and you look at the direction that they're taking, the Bible says that when they were descended there, they were descending, they were going in a downward motion. They were heading further and further 
from the truth. Uh, anytime you leave the truth, uh, then can I just say you're not going upward. You, you are descending further and further away from the word of God and the will of God. Uh, you better be careful in 2024 what crowd you decide to hang around. And I'm not talking about, about people who do drugs and drink and party and who live for the pleasures of sin. And, and by the way, uh, you should not hang around that crowd either. The pleasures of sin are only going to last for a season. He asked that prodigal son where his descent to, took him. He left the truth and it gradually took him to the pig pen. The pleasures of sin took him away from the Father. They took him away from the Word of God. They took him away from the will of God. Hey, this prodigal's descent was a downward spiral of degradation and death. Oh, but thank God that the Word of God does not return void. When he hit rock bottom where he found no hate in himself when he found no help in man the Bible says that no man gave unto him he remembered the truth about the father there was plenty of bread for all there was life and there was purpose with the father he remembered that there was mercy with the father oh when he left the father's house he got what he wanted but he did not get what he deserved he deserved death Death, but the father showed him mercy. He also remembered that he had a brother who was just as rebellious as he was, maybe not on the outside, but his father allowed him to stay. You know, many times when we preach on the prodigal son, we preach out of that passage, uh, we, we, we kind of act like these two brothers didn't know each other. You know, most of the time, I'm an only child, so I'm not speaking from personal experience, but I've been around long enough to see some things and know some things. But most of the time, brothers and sisters, siblings, know more about each other than mom and dad knows about them. And nowhere in that story about that prodigal son do I see the big big brother trying to stop him from doing wrong. I don't see that big brother anywhere where he's calling for an all-night prayer meeting and asking God to convict that younger brother of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Oh, but in that pig pen, the word of God came to him one more time. And he remembered that there was plenty of mercy with the father. You see, the prodigal son chose the wrong crowd. But that, that's not the crowd that we find here in Acts chapter 24. Ananias, this, 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 this high priest here, he, he, he was not living in the pig pen of the pleasures of sin. But he was wrong in his beliefs about the word of God. He, he was wrong in his beliefs about who Jesus Christ was. And that crowd is more dangerous to the child of God than that worldly crowd. 
The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Tertullus was hanging around a religious crowd, a crowd that was not going upward. Matter of fact, the Bible says they were going in a descent. They were not getting closer to God. They were not getting closer to the truth. Uh, but they were uh, wrong in their beliefs and in their motives. You better be careful being a Tertullus in 2024. Better be careful who you decide to hang around. And I'm going to give you one good reason. Jesus is coming again. It would be a shame for Jesus to come back in 2024 and find you with the wrong religious crowd. And I'm not talking about this church I'm talking about the people that you hang around outside this church. Whether it's your so-called, you know, quote-unquote uh, virtual friends on Facebook or, or whether it's that religious crowd that you follow on the internet, uh, uh, the, the singers or the groups that you listen to, or maybe you have a favorite preacher or teacher on the internet or the TV. Hey, can I just say that Tertullus, uh, he chose to associate with Hananias, uh, and the elders. Everybody underneath the sound of my voice tonight, everybody in this building is going to meet together to worship our Lord and Savior. You're being influenced by someone of your own choosing. Some may be influenced by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or some relation, some religious person on the internet or some singer. Ecumenical quote on Facebook or an influencer on TikTok. Can I just say that I would not attend a church, a church meeting or a church event or a, a Bible study, whether in person or on the internet, where the person teacher teaching goes to a church that does not believe like the church where I'm a member. Well, you know, that person I listen to, they use the King James. Well, what about the church they attend? Does everybody in that church adhere to the King James Bible? Does, does that church or group you follow, do they lean Calvinist? How's their music over there? Is it right according to the word of God? Does it lean a little contemporary? Well, you know, my family, you know, we know the King James Bible. You know, my children, they know the King James Bible's right. Well, then why in the world... Do you allow yourself or your family to be influenced by other versions or false doctrines? That's just as dangerous as saying this. Well, my child knows, you know, my family, we know that alcohol is wrong, that drugs is wrong, that fornication is wrong, that rock music is wrong, that country music and rap is wrong, you know, and contemporary Christian music is wrong. But, you know, so it's all right because they know the difference. They know what's right. It's okay for them to go to a party where all these things are happening. You say, well, preacher, that's not the same thing. No, you're right, it's worse. Because the Bible says in James 4, 17, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, uh, to him it is sin. The Bible says that just a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. 
You can put on clean clothes, but if you go wade through a mud puddle, your clothes are going to be tainted. To be one way at church and one way uh, Monday through Saturday is nothing but confusion. You know why a lot of young people have no desire for their church after they become an adult? It's because mom and daddy put very little emphasis on what is right and wrong. And mom and dad did not draw some clear lines. Oh, they went to the church at Philadelphia. Oh, they went to the right church. But right here's the problem. They fellowshiped with the crowd that's over in Laodicea. And they didn't see anything wrong with that. Don't be a tertellus in 2024 when it comes to who you're going to associate with this year. Tertullus was with the wrong religious crowd. He was influenced by their beliefs and by their motives. You cannot associate with someone without being influenced by them. Secondly, let's look at his accusation. Look at verse 2. And when he was called forth, Tertullus began to accuse him. And he's accusing the apostle Paul, but he starts off by addressing the court or addressing Felix. Seeing that by thee we enjoy great quietness and that very worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy providence, uh, we accept it always and in all places, most noble Felix, uh, with all thankfulness. Uh, he hung around the wrong crowd and this is what happens when you hang around the wrong crowd. He became a crowd pleaser. This world will never have a problem with a crowd pleaser. Felix had no problem with what Tertullus was saying to him because he only said what he knew would pump up Felix's ego. He knew what would tickle his fancy and pump up his pride. Hey, keep your place here and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Let's read a few verses there. Give us a little light on this subject that we're speaking about. Be careful of who you hang around. In 2 Timothy 4 verse 1 it says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. That means they once endured it. They once enjoyed it. They once liked it. They, they once sat underneath the preaching there of sound doctrine. But something happened and they turned away from that. They didn't like it no more. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof 
of thy ministry. There's two types of people that are mentioned in the five verses that we just read. There are those who once walked in the truth. They were separated and holding on to the right doctrines, but at some point they turned away. Hey, you're here right now. Hey, at the beginning of 2024, you're here right now in the right place with the right people and the sound doctrine that's being brought forth here from the pulpit and from the teaching here at this church. But where are you going to be by the end of the year? I'm going to tell you, it'll have a lot to do with who you allow to influence you this year. They turn their ears from the truth. And if we're not careful, 2024 just may be the year that some turn away their ears from the truth. What happens? Well, they get tired of hearing preaching from the word of God. They're going to grow tired of sound doctrine and just like Tertullus, they're going to align themselves with a crowd that only seeks to hear soothing words so that it'll boost their ego and their pride. They don't want to hear no reproof. They don't want to hear no rebuking. All they want is the exhorting. They're tired of contending with their family, husband against wife, and parents will grow weary of watching in all things and enduring afflictions and doing the work when it comes to who they allow their children to be influenced by. In verse 5 it says, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Mom, dad, you need to make full proof of your ministry. Your children are living underneath your roof. <laughs> you better make full proof of your ministry. Thank God. God gave you those children to raise in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. But hey, thank God. Not everyone's a Tertullus. <laughs> There's still some Timothys out there. Look at verse 6 with me. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Those that are holding on to the truth of God's word and are still preaching the word, can I just say in 2024, those folks are fading out just like Paul was fading out. For I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I, I heard a preacher, a very famous preacher, if I called his name, many of you would know him. And he said that some other pastor, preacher, evangelist there had met him and they was in the airport together, something like that. And, and he began, he was an older preacher and he, he looked at this preacher that God's using across this country and he said, if you don't quit being so narrow-minded, you're going to run out of places to preach. And that, and that pastor just very humbly, I truly believe very humbly said these words, as long as God has me at a church where I know that he called me to pastor, I'll always have a place to preach. 
the word of God. Demas has forsaken me. He's gone. Hey, he, he's already turned. <laughs> he's already turned away from the truth. He's loved this present world. You know, we can sit here and focus on all those who have turned away their ears, or we can just find comfort in those that are still here. <laughs> Hey, verse 10, Paul says, Crescens and Titus, they're still in it. Verse 11, he says, Luke is still there. Matter of fact, he says, Mark is profitable to the older Paul for the ministry. And then in verse 12, he says, Tychicus. Hey, he's still hanging in there. And then in verse 13, I like this, old Carpus, he's still holding the cloak. He hasn't thrown anything away. He hasn't changed it for something new. Hey, can I just say, that's a whole other message right there. But he hasn't said that old cloak is old fashioned. Oh, we need a new wardrobe. Hey, Timothy still has the same books. He has, still has the same parchments. He ain't tried to switch to a more modern version. Verse 14. Hey, Paul reminds Timothy there's going to be some Alexander the coppersmiths. Hey, that's, that's those who, who, who were under the sound of our words. There's going to be some that's going to do us much evil. But the Lord's going to reward them. In verse 16, he goes on to say, all men forsook me. That's going to happen. But thank God for verse 17. In verse 17, it says, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever Amen. Hey, we don't have to compromise. We don't have to be a Tertullus in 2024. Hey, the Lord has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. And as he was with Paul, he will be with us. There is a reward coming for all those who love his appearing. Oh, in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 8, it says, Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them also that love his appearing. Oh, let's go back to Acts chapter 24. We've taken some time to look at who we don't want to be like in 2024. And in verse 5 of Acts 24, Tertullus is going to give us the first description of who we should be like in 2024. And, and here's the charge. Here's the application. We've looked at who we don't want to be like. Now let's see who we ought to be in this new year. In Acts 24 verse 5 it says, We have found this man. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Paul. We have found this man a pestilent fellow and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. Here we have the first description of the Apostle Paul given to us by Tertullus. He said, that fellow's a pestilent fellow. Well, I had to look that word up. What does that mean to be pestilent? I've heard of a pest, 
But what does it mean to be pestilent? In the 1828 Webster Dictionary, it says the word pestilent means this. Producing the plague or other malignant, contagious diseases. Oh, we too ought to be like Paul as one that is contagious with Jesus. Our community and in our families, at our workplace, at school for younger people, every born again believer ought to be known as a pestilent fella when it comes to spreading the good news that Jesus saves. We should be just as infectious about Jesus and with Jesus as the COVID and the flu. Hey, Tertullus tells Felix that Paul, hey, not only is a pestilent fella, but he's a mover of sedition. Hey, Paul stirred things up. Hey, the church has been silent way too long. It's time to take a stand and haven't done all to just keep on standing. Can I just say that you'll never make a difference in your area of influence unless you're willing to take a stand for the truth of God's word. You'll never make a difference until you're willing to stir things up. I'm not talking about being belligerent. I'm not talking about being loud or disrespectful or being mean-spirited. I'm against all that. But we have been called to be a light in the darkness. And when you cut a light on in a dark room, you know what happened? It's going to cause a disturbance. You know why America's in the mess it's in? It's not Joe Biden's fault. It's not the Democrats' fault. It's not the Republicans' fault. It's not the fault of the economy. It's the church's fault. It's the fault of those who make up the pews of the church. There's a lack of separation from the world and unto the Lord. There's a lack of taking a stand on the word of God. The Laodicean mentality is prevailing in these last days. And can I just say that Paul stood out in the crowd because of his walk with the Lord and because of the message that he preached. He talked the talk, but he also walked the walk. The church as a whole today has become silent in its witnessing. It's become silent on the subject of separation. We've already read this verse, but it's still in the Bible. It's still good. 2 Corinthians six seventeen says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. The church has become silent because its buildings look like nightclubs. Its music has a worldly and fleshly sound to it. The song lyrics that are being played in the majority of our churches today have very little Bible truth. It's hard to tell the average churchgoer apart from a lost person. And this is not the message, but modesty still in the Bible. You know, nobody will accuse you of being a pestilent fellow or a mover sedition if you're out there cursing and laughing at dirty jokes and listening to rock music and country music and rap, uh, even contemporary Christian music, uh, or dressing like the world, uh, but the world may just call you a tortellus. 
See, Tertullus wanted the gain from his religious association, but he didn't want the responsibility of being a religious person. How many people want the gain from being a Christian? They want everlasting life. I don't want to go to hell, but they don't want the responsibility of being a Christian. They want to be a crowd pleaser. No stirring anything up, you know, just anything goes. Whatever feels right. They don't want to take up their cross and follow him. They don't want to pay any price at all. In our passage here, Paul was being accused of all sorts of things that we should embrace in 2024. We should be pestilent. We should be stirring things up for the cause of Christ. We ought to be the ringleaders of what we believe. We should stand out for our beliefs. Paul's message was clear. Look at verse 14. But this I confess unto thee that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets, and have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and unjust. Paul was not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go on down to verse 21. He said, except it be for this one voice, underline those words, that I cried standing among them, touching the resurrection of the dead, I am called in question by you this day. And when Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he deferred them and said, when Lysias, the chief captain, shall come, now I will know the uttermost of your matter. And he commanded a centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty, and that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come unto him. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, which was a Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temper, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. You see, Felix did not tremble when Tertullus spoke. Why? Because Tertullus had no power. He had no conviction. He had no truth to present. Uh, just a bunch of religious psychobabble. Hey, but when he heard Paul speak of the faith in Christ and reasoned of righteousness and temperance and judgment to come, what happened? Felix trembled. We're talking about white knuckle holding on to the pew, Holy Ghost conviction. Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Oh, what Paul tell, tell Timothy? He said, preach the word. 
Preach the word, Timothy. He said, I fought a good fight. Hey, I've ran my course. I kept the faith. Hey, Paul had one voice. He had one message. He had one stance. And I like the fact that he couldn't be bought. Felix was hoping, you know, that maybe Paul would pay him a little bit. And others would pay him a little bit to get him off there a little bit from what he was doing. But Paul could not be bought. He was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. How many Christians have sold out for a lot less? They've sold out to the world's way. They've sold out to what their children wanted versus what God wanted. Living a separated life is still pleasing unto God. Romans 12, 1 and 2, still in the Bible. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God." You know what God wants from us in 2024? He wants us to be a light in a dark world. He wants us to be able to endure some afflictions, to be instant in season and out of season. He expects us to hold fast. Why? Because Jesus is coming again. Hey, the church and the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ is America's only hope. Don't be a Tertullus in 2024. Would you just purpose in your heart right now to be a Paul, to be a light, and to love his appearing?